welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on episode five of this new guest Game Master season, and I'm having a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. always nice. Are you having fun, Danny? Absolutely. I'm not feeling overly intelligent yet. <laughs> like Last time I started strong and then weakened, I'm really hoping the opposite's going to happen at some Should stage. I not solve any puzzles this episode? Oh, no. Should I sit there and oh, go, no. I don't know what the answer is. Oh, I need help, Danny. Use your big brain. Like that? Yes. All right, done. That's, that's how it's going to um, go. Every episode we have, well, this season, we have a guest game master come onto our show to run us through an escape room that exists only in their mind, that they've created on the PDFs in front of them. Uh, And this episode, we have Miranda Fair. Welcome, Miranda. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to play through your room. This is yet another one where I don't think I know anything about the theming at all. No, not a clue. Do you have any tiny spoilers? Tiny teasers. Sure. So have you been doing a lot of fun themes this season so far? Uh, Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, now you have to work. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. That's okay. I kind of feel like the order might be like going in that direction. This might feel like a natural sequence. uh, The way things have gone. Criminals, pirates, criminals, and then... Criminals, pirates, really thinky criminals... Then team I will say, building. Yes, the last the last room was a work mandated team building exercise, but oh. in a very strange situation. So maybe maybe it'll be a bit more more in yeah, our wheelhouse than we be thought. Really fortuitous, and we're gonna <laughs> be able to build a story around these people. Wonderful. Uh, so when we have uh, guests on the show, we always have the same questions for them. Uh, this is an escape room podcast. What is your escape room experience? So I have done nine escape rooms. Um, I am by no means an enthusiast by those standards, but I'm still enthusiastic. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Enthusiasm is in your heart. I've done all of these rooms since the end of March of this year. So it's been kind of like a short run. I've always been interested. And then obviously for like the last year, no one's really going anywhere or you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be anyway. And... It was always like something I'd suggested to my friends and they'd been like, okay, sure. But then at the end of March, it was my birthday and I was finally like, ha, you have to do what I said we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, this is actually really fun. And then I I was finishing up grad school in central Illinois, a very exciting place. um, And me and one of my other friends in my program were like, we should do like every room in the area before we graduate. So we did them all. (laughs) Nice. We had a similar thing, I feel, in Sydney where, like, early on, we were like, we should go to every room in Sydney. And then we didn't do a room for a while. And then there were, like, 40 new rooms Mm. popping up in Sydney. And now we can't keep track of them all. So if you're in Sydney and you own an escape room, could you... Move them closer to us? Because for whatever reason, the closest escape room is 20 minutes from where we live. And that is a long stretch by a long stretch the closest none of them are on our side of sydney yeah if you're in sydney that. can you uh just be in the north move your escape hard. room up to where we are give us free entry and then we don't mind what you do after that whatever business model suits you after that you can you can follow wonderful so then the other aspect of this show is it's escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role playing style do you have any tabletop role playing experience So I would say I'm very experienced, like knowing other people who do tabletop role playing (laughs) and then kind of like subtly hinting that I would like to be invited to play. This has not worked. (laughs) Mm. 
You can't be subtle when it comes to everyone's slightly embarrassed that the other people in their lives don't want to play and they think it's a silly thing. So you got to be as as overt as possible. You got to be like, "Hey, I want to play and look, I've got an evening free and I'm an adult. Look, it's I could do a thing on a weekday evening. You don't know anybody in your life who's free on weekday evenings." And then they'll let you in on the game. That's that's how it works. <laughs> I, I'm hoping so. It hasn't worked so far, but I'll, I'll be more assertive. <laughs> Not my strong You're going to come with a pre-made character. Mm. I have a bard, and his name is Grimble, and he's ready to go. He has a lute, and I want him to sing. And then they'll let you in. Oh, really? The singing thing is the draw? Yeah, that's what every everybody wants. Is this an, uh, this person who's constantly I singing. was trying to figure that out, and I was going, okay, you got to pick someone. Definitely, you got to say, hey, I've got the uh, maximum group heal spell. Yeah. Uh, uh? Well, I think we're ready to go. Yep. Listeners at home haven't heard exactly how much time I've wasted in this intro. You've only heard the nice cut down version, but we are finally ready to go. Uh, so I think we should get straight into it. Okay. You had big lofty ideas and dreams about the life you'd lead once you finished school, but the economy had other ideas. You have <laughs> bills to pay, so you took what you told yourself was a temporary job as a salesperson for a mid-tier men's business and formal wear <laughs> chain retailer, the type of place that has clothes for weddings and job interviews and other fancy things like that. Not exactly where you thought you'd end up, but it turns out you're actually kind of good at it. And you make a decent commission, so the pay isn't bad either. You've been at your store for a little while, and upper management is impressed with your sales numbers. They are considering you for a management position. At the same time, the store a few towns away from you isn't doing quite so well. The store manager has a reputation for being incompetent, and there are rumors flying around that he may be involved in some shady dealings, but no concrete evidence has been found yet. Because he's such a bad manager, the store can't retain employees very well and is severely understaffed, especially this week while the assistant manager is on vacation. So as a sort of test, upper management has asked you to go help them out at that location. This will allow them to see how you do in a management role, but they also hope that by being there, you will be able to find any evidence of the current manager's wrongdoings. You yes. don't love the idea of being a snitch, but you're not in a position to turn down the opportunity to make more money, so you agree. Fair. Nothing really out of the ordinary happens on your first day there. The store manager seems like kind of a schmuck, but beyond that, you don't really see any hard evidence you can take with you. It is, however, very clear to you that the employees find him to be insufferable. When you are done on the sales floor for the day, you go talk to the store manager and hope that he leaves soon so you can properly snoop. You casually mention that you're planning to stick around this evening a little longer so you can finish up some sales reports for an upcoming regional meeting. He doesn't seem phased by this at all. You imagine he's taking the opportunity to foist all of his closing duties onto you and tells you to go ahead and that he has a spare key you can borrow in his locker in the tailor's workroom and to just make sure you lock up on your way out. Then he practically runs out of there. So, he suspects nothing of you? Cool, this is going to be easier than you thought. Once he leaves, you head through the hallway, facing east, to the workroom door. Grab the handle, and... It won't budge. Uh-oh. 
You're going to have to find a way in so you can get the store key, locate any evidence, and get out. The workroom door is directly in front of you. Behind you is the open doorway that leads back to the sales floor where you just came from. And on the wall to your left is a large bulletin board. Okay, so we've got like a little... We're in like a corridor, You'd think I'd Mm -hmm. be better at drawing doors by now. What have you drawn? I don't know. What have you drawn? That's like an alien. It's a robot alien. I don't know. How is that a door? Why did you... Oh, I see. I understand it now. I get it now. Okay. I've understood. doors, bulletin board. It's a sleepy, wrinkly robot now. I don't know. It's my favorite kind of robot. (laughs) All right. I think we can get started. Yeah, might as well. So the door... The, to the east of the workshop room was was locked. Yep. You yes. can't yep. open it. Do you want to check this bulletin board? Might as well. Let's check the bulletin board. So you look at the bulletin board. It's a large cork board hanging up in the hallway. It includes the usual boring stuff that nobody cares about, like government labor regulations posters, emergency procedures, a really corny motivational poster, blah, blah. It also includes an employee schedule for the week and a list of employee rules. Ooh, okay. Uh, you're, what is, you're putting that out there tantalizingly. Let's look at the motivational poster. Okay. What does that look like? It It's the one with the cat, and it just says, hang in there. With the cat, That's like, hanging off the branch. Write it down. That doesn't... See, it, it doesn't... Without the actual cat to make you happy, it doesn't sound that inspiring. It sounds like you're on your last legs. Yeah. Hang in there. Don't, don't let go. You can do it one more day. I know it's terrible, but you can do it. One more day of work. That really encapsulates the retail experience, at least in the US. Do you want to look at boring government regulations? Or should we look at the thing I really that we're clearly don't. meant to look at? I'd really rather look at the schedule. All right, let's look at the schedule. And I hope the cool. others weren't important because those were the only three I remembered to write down. I have a schedule for you. Whoa. Would you like to read this schedule out or so, at least start? I mean, yeah, I'm probably not going to read the whole thing. This is a yeah, very sizable, real-looking schedule. So it goes Monday to Sunday uh, across left to right. And then going down the page, we've got lists of the employees and their job titles. So, like, for instance, we've got Angeline Evans, the assistant manager. Tom Gaspard, sales consultant, Billy Lancaster, formal events consultant, and so on and so forth. And then we've got what seem to just be their hours for the week. Uh, So Tom Gaspard on Wednesday is 10A to minus 6P, which I'm assuming rather than scary algebra is going to be 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Could be scary algebra. You never know. You never know. It's not that scary, but you can't do too much with it. algebra. Without a solution. What are you going to do with 10A yeah, minus 6P, But that's not scary. The lack of ability you, you to do something You can factorize it, I suppose. Me. But uh, yeah. And then, of course, peppered throughout, everyone has some off days. Yeah, quite a decent number of off days. Do we know what day it is today? People. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, I mean, you probably do, yeah. That makes sense. Fair. Uh, okay. Well, interesting. There's some... Uh... Where's the key? How do we open a door with this, Danny? Good question. There's a lot of information here, but I'm not sure if I see right away what we can do with it. No, no one's name is like d- d- Robert Key, the key maker. We actually, it's just Molly Petrovic, the formal events manager instead. We actually specify going back to that door to the workroom. 
Was it was it a key that we actually wanted? Oh yeah, can we have a look at that door to the east into the workroom? Yeah, that is a great question. So as previously mentioned, the door will not open. Um, the locking mechanism consists of like a place to swipe a key card. Um, and then there's a red light that's on when it's locked and a green light that comes on when access is granted. But right now, both of the lights are off. Oh, both lights are off. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So it's not even that it's locked, it's got no it's power. powerless. All right, who's in charge of that? The tailor? Yeah, the tailor. Mm. Got to sew all the wires together. Makes sense. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I'd like to keep this up on the screen, this schedule. Yeah, that's But fair. I don't know what to do with it just yet. Well, let's just go so. out to the other door and see what's out there. As in the door or what is beyond the door? Well, the door first and then ideally opening it and seeing what's beyond. All right, let's go to that west door and check it out. Sure, to the sales floor. So that is, it's not a door, it's just a doorway. So you can walk right out of the hallway back to where you were. So you walk out of the hallway and onto the sales floor, entering from the east wall. Directly to your left in the southeast corner of the room is the fitting area. So that's where tailors can mark suits for alterations. That consists of a large three-paneled mirror jutting out from the wall. And on the wall next to it, there's like a circuit breaker box. A circuit breaker box. A circuit breaker box. All right, well, that sounds incredibly useful. There's it's tempting to board. dart right there, but yeah, I reckon we should probably make sure that there's not other stuff as well. Yeah. Ahead of you on the west wall is a large wedding and formal wear rental display consisting of one mannequin. To the left of it is a desk. Yep. And then on the wall behind the desk, there are framed wedding photographs. Mm-hmm. Then the part of the room to your right, so the north side of the room, is the main sales area, which consists of uh, clothing displays with items that customers can buy. Next to this, in the northeast corner of the room, is the cash register. Oh no, I started drawing clothes in the northeast corner. So did I. Should have led with that. I worked in retail quite a while, but I would still always draw a cash register, like an old-timey cash register with the little buttons that goes ka-ching-ching. Ching in a very oh, I've definitely way. drawn that. It looks like a Even pokey I've machine. I've never used one. I've oh, this is a 100% computers. a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I still got to draw it. It's a tiny little mechanical adding device. With a little li- leave a little lever on the side that you can pull to make it go ka-ching. I mean, if up. I didn't draw that, it would look like a printer. Yeah. And then on the north wall, there's the door to the parking lot. And then the, there's a shoe display specifically to the left of it. Okay. Those are almost shoes. Well, we have a plan. Mm-hmm. We have a goal. Yep. Uh, so why don't we head straight into the fitting area and have a look at this fuse box, this circuit breaker. You open the cover of the box to reveal eight columns of seven switches each. Across the top, the label reads energy supply, which is kind of a weird way of phrasing it, but technically true. And I have something for you to look at. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I hope it's a fuse box. So, uh, just for, like, me not wanting to make a bunch of, like, weird images, instead of having pictures of switches, I just wrote on or off. <laughs> I think you can figure out <laughs> what that indicates. Okay. And again, for people at home, uh, you yes. should have access to Ooh, see these I yourself. See. Um, oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, oh, so, can I... Try and give it like a rundown. So it is. It is. Uh, yeah, uh, eight columns 
And it does say energy supply, but the way it's broken up uh, is that each of the columns has like a label at the top. The first one is labeled E in bold, then NE with N in bold, R in bold, GY with G in bold, SU with S in bold, PP with P in bold, L in bold, and Y in bold. Like those are the eight columns. And each of those has a bunch of switches that are currently either on or off. Like, for example, in the first E column, they're all off. In the GY column in the, near the middle, the first two are off, the rest are on. And there's a whole bunch of those of on, off, off, on, on, off, on, etc. Mm-hmm. Does that look like anything noticeable to you straight away? A little. Oh, really? Does it spell something, do you think? Uh, I don't know what... Like make a shape with the ons and offs? I don't have a clue what it means yet, but as you noted, there are eight columns. First one's all off, so I figured you could discount it, leaving you with seven columns with interesting stuff going on. Much like seven days of the week. So I would probably go back to the schedule and see how many employees were there again. Let's see if this matches up. Let's see. Okay, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... But we know that oh. that uh, Evans, Angeline Evans, oh, isn't because she's, she's off, off every day, time. and that's so that isn't could, true at the top here. Could still be something going on there. Well, hold on. Let's, for example, let's see if we can match up like Gaspard Tom, Tom Gaspard. Okay, as they so say. just on for three middles. Right. So he 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 would be off off on 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 on. on, on. on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, write that one. Now. Yep. No. no. No, you don't need to discard this. No, we're fools. What? The yeah. verticals yeah. are the people. Okay. E being off, 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 off. Oh, I see what you mean. That is Angeline Evans, Evans being off, 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 right? Oh, Tom you're Gaspard, right. Look at those letters. Is... They, are, they do spell yeah. out sort of energy supply. Hmm. Now, I would ah. like to point out something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the N E, it's a it's a it's a bolded N, mm. so that would be Drake, Drake Nichols. Nichols. For the R, that would be Jenny Hree. Yeah, yeah, et cetera, I like et this. Et so maybe we should reset this to match if it doesn't already the on and off of the um of the schedule. But does it not? Well, oh. let's find out. So, like, we know that E Evans Angeline matches. Let's have a look for. G, Tom Gaspard, okay. which I believe would be this GY yeah, energy, that's, right? Yeah, that's right. Is it, so it's off, off, on, 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 so that's correct. Yeah. Is Billy Lancaster correct? He should be off, on, on, off, on, on, on. Off, on, on, off, on, on, on. Okay, are they all correct? Maybe we should check, because maybe there's only one thing we need to change. Yeah, maybe. Drake Nichols should be on, off, it. off, on, on, off, on. And on, off, off, on, on, off, on. Yep, correct. Uh, Molly Petrovic should be on, off, on, on, off, on, 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 off, on, on, off, on, on, all yeah. correct. This might all be correct, but that's all right. We'll double check yeah. anyway. This is what you, this is the due diligence of puzzle solving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny Ree should be, uh, on, off, 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 off Tuesday, on, on, Wednesday, on, Thursday. off, Ooh. on, on, off, off, on, so that's wrong. Ooh. Jenny Ree. So okay. Sh- so it should be, sorry, on, off, off, off. So on, off, 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 on and on. But instead, so, man, it's completely wrong. That's so Jenny, right, we've got to fix up. Good. We'll do that in a second. She is the tailor as well. She is the tailor. This is her area. Uh, Kit Let's Simmons, just double check the others. Uh, should be on, on, off. Off on the third on, and the off. fifth. Okay, sure. 
for Simmons, and Simmons is on, on, off, on, Great. off, on, on, yep. And the last one, Joey Yuen, should be off, on, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, on, off, on, off. So yeah. everything's right except for uh, the tailor, ah. Great, that so makes sense. can we flick the switches on Jenny Ree, the tailor, and change them so they are on, off, 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 on, on, on. You flip the switches and you hear a hum coming from the hallway. Nice. So we can, well, that presumably that door is now locked. <laughs> yep, fair. Just double check. Yeah, the door is check? now red light off. Yes. Yeah, so cool. you. <laughs> so we've half solved our problem. Yeah, the, the access denied light is now lit up. So you do still need a way to unlock it. That's okay. That was a victory. Yeah. I'm feeling good about myself. Brilliant. Awesome. Okay, so we've got power. While we're in this fitting area, is there anything else going on with those mirrors? Um, a large mirror is built into a platform jutting out significantly from the wall. It is one of those mirrors that you have to step into with the three different panels around you so you sure. can see yourself looking dapper from many angles. The mirror is covered in handprints at about shoulder level. Uh. Disgusting. Shoulder level hand can we can we can we push where those handprints are? It must be one of those push to open latches because the mirror opens up. Inside is a fitting room. Oh, so that's where they are. Ah, there's a fitting room inside the mirror. Yeah, it seems really inefficient, but that's how they set it up. Okay. Is there anything in this fitting room or is it just a room? You look in the fitting room and there's like a bench kind of built into it, um, but you don't see anything on the bench. Okay. If we now this is always the test of you know, when you have game masters who you haven't 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 uh, done one of their rooms yet, you always got to do the check. Mm-hmm. I look under the desk, I like the, the bench, like I reach underneath it, I get under, I have a look up. Uh, anything I see at all? You do not find anything on, in, or around the bench. Wonderful. Right. So, was it just one mirror that has this hidden fitting room, or do all of them do this? The all different facets of this mirror. Uh, you try each facet of the mirror, and they all open up to a different fitting room. All right. And again, I'm same? assuming, yeah, extra checks reveal them to be identical and empty? Nothing on or under the bench. Oh, now, okay, you've said that too specifically. All right. <laughs> Once I'm in the fitting room, I look at the back of the mirror door that I came through. Of course you look at the back of the mirror door, and there's a poster um, on the back <laughs> of the mirror door, okay. and it is... A large poster that states the promise date for when alterations are going to be completed, presumably so the customer can get a realistic expectation of when they'll get their stuff back. There's a rotating wheel built into it where you can change what the current promise date is. It says, alterations are guaranteed to be completed on or before 10 days from the day your order is placed. Orders placed today will be ready by June 11th. If you do it today, it'll be June 11th, which means... At latest, today is the 1st of June. Sounds like it. But it might be the 2nd of June, or the 3rd of June, or the 4th of June, or the 5th of June, Mm. or the 6th of June, or the 7th of June, Uh uh or the 8th of June, right? or the 9th of June. Oh, wow. Maybe the 10th of June. Wow. Bit of a stretch if it's the 11th of June. Uh That'd be a bit. That'd be some good tailoring. Right. Could it be the 12th of June? No. No, because that would be after, and that would uh, violate the laws of time. My past experience this season has shown me that's no problem. Good point. So it's probably the 12th of June. We should put <laughs> yep, the date as the 12th of June. 
Um, okay, and there are no other secret posters on the backs of the other little fitting room doors into those rooms? Or identical signs. Identical signs. Yep. How identical? Are the dates the same? Is there a secret message? Okay. Uh, can we, if we turn the wheel, what changes? Does it just say 12th of June, 13th of June, etc.? Yep. All right, that's a wheel. That is a wheel. What should we do next, Danny? Um, I need help. I can't solve puzzles. Danny, Danny, you do it. Oh, I no! see. I see what's happening here. Uh, let's check out this desk, the desk that has wedding photos behind it. So next to the wedding display is a desk where the formal occasion consultants can work their magic. Behind the desk on the wall are eight photographs of wedding parties looking positively gleeful. Below the surface of the desk, there's a cabinet. Inlaid in the desk is a sizing chart which shows the range of jacket and pant sizes offered and size conversions for shirts and shoes. On top of the desk is a handwritten note from the formal events manager to one of her teammates. All right, so I've got that our, our, our subcategories of investigation. I've got four. Yep, absolutely. Photos, the note, the sizing chart, and the cabinet. Yep, sounds good. Should we check out the cabinet first? It seems most likely to be a dead end. This is the most likely to be locked? Yep. Yeah. It is a locked door, of course. Yes. There is a teeny tiny keyhole that must take a teeny tiny key. Beautiful. Okay, looking for a tiny key. Uh, why don't we have a look at this uh, note? Yep. The thing that will probably give us the idea of how to use this area. <laughs> so it's addressed to uh, the employee, Billy, and it says... That's I had That's you. It says, I had to leave early today, so before you can even think about getting out of here tomorrow, you need to dress the mannequin. It needs to reflect one of the most popular wedding looks that our real-life customers love to wear, as depicted in the photographs on the wall. We love our customers, but they can be very creative sometimes, and we want to stick to some rules when it comes to dressing our display. Please adhere to the following criteria when making your selection. Number one, black tuxedos look great, but they're a little too formal for an outdoor summer wedding, which is what we want to show right now. Number two, dress shirts shouldn't be darker in color than suit jackets. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not ready at all. Oh, okay, well, I am. So I don't know what to do about this. You seem to be at an impasse. How are you writing this this fast? Because the, because the first thing is just not black. Outdoors. But we know we want to show outdoors. I, I know, but still. Well, maybe you may look, maybe your better note taking will pay off. Hmm. Okay. Three, all leather items should match. Remember all the leather at our wedding? I know, lots of leather. It's a very leather heavy wedding. Um, okay. Yep. Four, more than five colors in one look is a little too busy for our display. Mm hmm. <laughs> we did the same thing. Less than or equal to five colors? Yeah. yeah. Five, as much as we want to upsell more accessories, they only need one thing holding up their trousers. <laughs> if we wrote the same thing for this one, I'll be shocked. One trouser holder? I put one trouser upper. Oh. <laughs> Six, if the tie and vest match in color, that should be paired with a tuxedo, not with a suit. Okay, here we go. Tie equals vest. Oh, wait, do I need to say waistcoat? Do I need to translate it? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. Wait, is a vest and a wait? Wait, what? Which one's the same as waistcoat? Are they the same thing? What else would it be? One's a waistcoat, one's a vest. 
So I've never if, thought about it. If the tie colour equals the vest colour, then it's a tuxedo? Well, uh, yeah, tuxedo, tuxedo. Not tuxedo. Seven. No bow ties. Ours have all mysteriously disappeared. Ah, you're right. A waistcoat or vest. They're the same thing. No, hold on. What did you think a vest or a waistcoat was? I know what a vest is. I'd never really thought about waistcoat. It was just, you know, that bit of formal wear that I probably will never wear. Interesting. Okay. That's fair. I mean, you've never had to buy a suit. Yeah, it's it's like outside of The Simpsons, I wouldn't know what a cummerbund was. True. To make sure you actually do it, I'm holding your keycard hostage. You'll get it back when you complete your work. And stop leaving it laying around. That is super unsafe. Just anyone could find it. And it's signed Molly. Okay. Now is that M-A-R-L-E-Y? <laughs> I was like very tempted to say that. I'm like, no. It's going to uh, okay. seem like completely like out of it by the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got, some, we've got some rules based on which to make the mannequin dress. That's our key card being held hostage. I, I love it. It's just a chair with a key card tied to it. Now, this is, now the, the, the initial instruction was make up the mannequin to match our current cool look as based on the photos. It did mention So maybe we should have a look at the photos and find one that matches this description and be like, oh, that's the look. Could be, could be. So why don't we have a look at these photographs? On the wall are eight photographs from real weddings that have gotten their outfits from this store. You know this because your home store does a similar thing. They tend to be the most popular looks, and they show how dapper and joyous the couples look on their special day. Each photograph depicts a different scene from a different wedding. Now, I don't know uh, if you're familiar at all with the fan fiction My Immortal, regarded to be the worst fan fiction of all time. Sure. I haven't read it, but okay. yes, definitely. So I consider myself a scholar on the subject. And one <laughs> thing that I do see as a prominent theme is that there's a lot of like gratuitous outfit description. Uh, yep. That is what we're going to get here. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if it makes bad audio, but maybe it'll be fun. All right, you so know what it makes for? It makes for exciting illustrations. What I will yes. say is feel free to continue reading the whole way through each of these descriptions, but there will be presumably a point in each of these descriptions where I will go, no, because it will be against the rules that we have set up. What? You know, oh, you're right, like, I see. And he's wearing a, a <laughs> black suit jacket. No! Oh, yeah, is this a thing? Should I go and get the tablet so I can, like, draw these with oh, color? please don't. Really? Oh, please don't. It's oh. going to take so long. Fine. <laughs> Everything's blue then. Everything's blue. I feel blue. like we could have a compromise where maybe select just exceptional looks you, you can draw. Look, if you want to draw every single look you can, but just just tell me and I'll go make a cup of tea. <laughs> All right. Are we going to have our first pause? <laughs> oh, fine. Go get the laptop, the tablet. You draw them all. Gosh. <laughs> So Danny's going to try and draw these. What do you mean try? Danny's going to perfectly replicate these in uh, Procreate on the tablet. So let's see how it goes. What's our first... Oh, pen's no. out of battery. Oh, the pen's out of battery. We're going to have to draw it with our fingers. <laughs> yep, that's, this is happening. All right. What's the, what's the first one? The first picture is a couple in front of a window. One of them is wearing a black tuxedo, a white no. dress shirt. <laughs> I don't want to be black! <laughs> Wait, why don't we want black? 
Because if because we because we're trying to do an outdoor wedding. Ah, should I read it again? <laughs> no, please just keep going. Okay. Uh, a white dress shirt, a black bow tie, black patent leather shoes, black suspenders, and gold cufflinks. Well, he's also got the bow tie. He's doubly out. You're drawing this? How's it look? <laughs> Fantastic. Fingers is the medium for this. Oh, it's so bad. You need a pen. I agree. I would love a pen. So, you don't. You turn with your fingers. It's not. It's so small. Yeah, this is terrible. Okay, he's done. All right, next photo. That one's a wash. We hate it. The next photo is a couple waving sparklers. They are both dressed in navy suits, light pink dress shirts, tan ties, light gray vests, brown shoes, and gold cufflinks. Ooh, that sounds. How many colors was that? That was a lot. That sounds like a no to me. I drew a navy blue body. I, I give up. Yeah, all right. Put that on. It's too <laughs> if hard. If I had a pen. Right, so that's six colors. Get out of here. Colors. I set fire to the photo. Your yep. match is really crappy, so it doesn't light, and you are unable <laughs> take, to set fire to the photo. Take that. Uh, next. <laughs> it's a group photo of a whole wedding party with the couple standing in the foreground. They are wearing charcoal gray tuxedos, ivory dress shirts, black bow ties, charcoal gray vests, oh, get out of here! black shoes, and black mat cufflinks. <laughs> All right, yeah. We, <laughs> we don't can't... need those bow ties. Yeah, get out of I here. mean, it's not their fault. The bow ties are probably super trendy. It's but... their fault. Unless just... we find the missing bow ties, of course. Their fault. Fourth photo is a couple and their parents. So one of the people getting married is wearing a navy suit, a white dress shirt, a pink polka dot tie, a brown belt, brown shoes, and navy suspenders. <gasps> That's two trouser holders! Get out of here! <laughs> Man, you are much better at keeping up with this than I am. I'm just reading over my rules. I've forgotten them all. I'm trying uh, to remember what one trouser upper means. I throw that in <laughs> I throw that in the pile of discarded photos and we check the next one. A couple on the dance floor. They're both wearing steel gray suits, light blue dress shirts, burgundy striped ties, burgundy belts, steel gray vests, and tan shoes. Now, hold on a second here. What's a lighter color? I feel like that shirt is not a lighter color. Steel gray versus, what was the shirt? The shirt's white. Oh, oh no, it's light blue. I'm sorry, I lied to you. I read off the wrong thing. Okay, light, light blue. blue is okay. Okay, okay. That's okay. Well, now I've forgotten. I was too concerned with that question. I've forgotten every other element of this person's outfit. Yeah. I think it fits. I don't think this breaks any rules, but I can't I remember. I didn't notice any. Let's go through piece then. by piece. What was So let's break it down. What's So from the beginning of that description, what was the first thing? Uh, steel gray suit. Okay. They got, a, they got a steel gray suit. That's fine. With the light blue dress shirt. Light blue dress shirt. Let's say that's lighter. Mm-hmm. So that still matches. They have okay. a burgundy striped tie. Burgundy tie. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And they have a burgundy belt. Mm-hmm. They have a burgundy belt. And they have a steel gray vest. That doesn't match the tie, so they don't need a tuxedo. And tan steel shoes. Tan shoes. Oh, how many colors is that? Is that too many colors? Exactly five colors. Exactly five colors. I think that fits. I think that is our outfit. My one thing to double check. We've got leather must match. Does that mean, say... Shoes and belt. Oh, they would both be leather. You're right. And they don't match. They do not match in this. All right, then get out of here. Cardinal sin. I mean, I mean, to to be fair, 
We don't know. Maybe they're polyurethane users. Maybe it's a, a you know. But leather or leather shoes. alike. Le- leather looking. Sure. All right, get out of here. Leather or the idea of leather. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick. So the next photo is a couple on the beach. They are both wearing steel gray suits, light pink dress shirts, blue striped ties, tan shoes, steel gray vests, and tan belts. All right, well, is that what matches? The belt and shoes match. The shirt is lighter than the than the. They suit. were wearing gray outdoors. They were wearing gray outdoors. Um, they're what, tying the tuxedo. So they're tying their vest. Didn't match. I can't remember. They, uh, I that don't one believe. Was? I think that's our people. Maybe okay. That means I should write them down properly, like I wrote down the last ones, just to double check. Okay, so steel gray suits. That's an SGS. Light. Oh, what color were their shirts? Pink. Boy. Pink. Pink shirt. Great. They have a blue striped tie. Blue tie. Striped. Tan shoes. Mm-hmm. Tan shoe. Steel gray vest. SGV. Tan belt. Tan belt. Okay. Not too many colors, right? No, definitely not. I think those are our people. That might be okay. Should we check the others to... We can, I suppose. How many more are there? Check. Two. Oh, we can do those. Let's double check. What are the last two? So the next one is a couple outside of a church. One of them is wearing a light gray suit, an ivory dress shirt, a purple satin tie, black shoes, a black belt, and a purple satin vest. They don't have a tuxedo on! Get out of here! (laughs) Next one. And the last picture is a wedding party with the couple in the foreground. One of them is wearing a tan suit, a black shirt, a tan tie... Black shoes, tan suspenders, and a cowboy hat. Yeehaw. Nice. Most of the wedding party in the background is wearing denim. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I know it breaks the rules, but maybe we should do that one. Oh, we've only got one mannequin. I say we have to order a new one to, for the wedding party. That's true. Only makes sense. Uh, well, no, they're, they're out because they had a darker dress shirt than their suit. Mm, makes sense. Uh, all right, so let's make the one that we made. We take the mannequin and how yeah, do we dress it, Danny? Do we have the accoutrement that we need? The steel gray, pink, blue, stripey, and tan stuff. Yeah, so next to the mannequin, there's a big rack of clothing that has like all the display stuff you could possibly want, minus bow ties, of course. So if you dress the mannequin in that outfit, uh, it takes you way longer than you think it should. It's one of those that like comes apart magnetically and you got to put his hands back on. And for some reason, they insist on a double Windsor for the tie. Yes. And it takes you like four times to get it right. The tail end is really short. You just give up. Say it looks good enough. As you slide the mannequin back onto the magnetic stand that holds him up in his dapper new outfit and step back to admire your work, you hear a metallic ping as the magnetic stand yanks a tiny key out of something that the mannequin's wearing and it hits the stand. Brilliant. Let's take that tiny key and open the tiny cabinet. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be pretty weird if we found a cabinet that said needs a tiny, tiny key and a note that says, when you do your job, I will give you the key. <laughs> and then and then we, we find a tiny key. key and it goes to something else. That would be rude. It's just a decorative key. Yeah. 
The key does work, and the cabinet swings open. So in it, you find an employee swipe card belonging to Billy. You also find a suit jacket on a hanger. The jacket is extremely wrinkled, as though it has been haphazardly shoved into a backpack. There is a note pinned to it with the straight pin, which reads, Jacket was returned, can be resold once it's been pressed. Ooh. I press it. With, with what? I press, I, I just press, press on it. I press. I press the buttons of the jacket. Uh, it, uh, it laughs. Oh, that'd be wild. No, that does not happen. It's not <laughs> alive. All right. So we got a jacket. Yep. That can be resold once it's been pressed. We haven't seen any pressing devices on the sales floor, have we? So maybe no, it'd be, it'd be a weird place. Yeah, they're they're very large. The big mm-hmm. industrial ones. Cool, 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 yep. cool, cool. All right. So now the question: We do have a swipe card now. We can Might get into the workshop. Be handy. Do you want to look at the press. other stuff around here first? Or? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's have a scramble round. So I have top left ish some shoes. So uh, you go over to the shoe display. There are six shelves stacked vertically and built into the wall. They contain dress shoes in a large variety of different colors and styles. There is an open metal frame mounted on the wall next to them for a sale sign to be slid into, but it is empty. Okay. Is there a searchable number of shoes in case someone's hidden a tinier key inside a shoe? There are probably like 200 pairs of shoes. Oh, it's a searchable size. I searched 200 pairs of shoes. Great, great. Uh, All right. uh, Door to car park. That doesn't sound like it's going to be very exciting, but probably worth checking out. It's locked. It's clear. You can see your car out there. You nice. wave hello. Hello. I always I'm hear. your car. I'm ready to drive you home. I'm assuming that's the playing out in our heads. I mean, on, only when the car's got a very sore throat. <laughs> it's all the exhaust fumes. <laughs> no. Um, okay. All right. Cash register. Yep. So the register sits at a table at the front of the store. The monitor displays a dialog box that says enter refund amount and a space to enter numbers. You aren't able to minimize or click away from the dialog box, so it looks like you'll have to enter the refund amount if you want to get to anything on the register. Now that looks like it has something to do with the jacket that said it can be, well, no, it's been refunded. It did say it had been returned. It had been returned. Mm-hmm. Is there in the jacket this unpressed jacket? Can we search its pockets to see if there's like a receipt in the pockets? Uh, you cannot find any receipt, and there isn't one sitting around the table either. So mm-hmm. maybe the return is incomplete. Okay, excellent. The clothing, I'm assuming, like there's also just racks of clothes and suits. Is there anything interesting about yes. those? Are they just there because it's? Oh, they're. Ooh. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of different suits, big variety of sizes. There's some uh, shirts in in cubbies, like folded up. And then uh, there's a large stack of, like, deal-of-the-day signs laying on uh, the table in front of them, um, but they aren't displayed. There is one displayed next to the dress shirts, and it says, Deal-of-the-day. Keep your shirt on. It's only Tuesday. Buy one, get one free dress shirt. Ugh. It's Tuesday. Are they they all like that? Who in marketing (laughs) allowed this to happen? (laughs) Do we see anything that matches this shirt that seems to have been returned? Or this jacket? Wait, was it a shirt or a jacket? Jacket. It was okay. a jacket. Um, it was probably just some kid who bought it online on clearance, and there's only like one left in the company, and of course Ugh. he brought it back to your store. Gotcha. Can't find anything like it. Bloody kids these days, always buying jackets on clearance and returning them. 
All right. Uh, well, besides the fact that the shoes are missing a sale sign and there are some haphazard sale-ish signs around here, I don't see much that we could do immediately with this. So no, maybe I we should go we should try to swipe back, a card. Go to the door and swipe our swipe Let's card. Let's give it a go. Let's see if Billy can get us in. It works. The door beeps and opens. So Hooray. you are able to enter the tailor's workroom. New rectangle. Yes. You enter this room from the west side. The northwest corner is completely taken up by a large industrial steam press. In the northeast corner, there's a tailor workspace. Um, consists of like a table and then the sewing machines there. And then to the right of that, on the east wall, there are several rolling clothing racks with alteration orders on them. By rolling clothing racks, does that mean the ones that can rotate on their own? Ooh, no, they're like, um, they're just like a straight bar across, but they're on wheels, so you can move them around. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, those ones. Uh, it seems like a cramped work area that you suspect was once just for the tailor, who has since been made to share with everyone else, as this is really the only place to hang out during breaks and keep coats and bags. So for this purpose, there's a locker bank along the south wall where employees can keep their stuff locked up during their shifts. Not for long. You're gonna steal it all. We've had lockers in a couple of rooms this season. You'd think I'd have gotten better at drawing them. What do you think of my lockers? Uh, they're pretty much the same as mine. Well, just then how dare a you? A little bit better. <laughs> um. Okay. Is that all? Mm-hmm. All right. We have at least one clear goal. Mm-hmm. But as I close the door behind me, is there anything yep. in the back of this door? We're getting paranoid. You check the back of the door and there is a uh, list of alteration prices stuck to the back. Um, it lists all the alterations that the tailor can do on the different garments and the price per seam altered. Exciting stuff. I have it for you to look at if you would like. Yes. Oh, hey, did we ever check out that sizing chart? That conversion oh, no, chart there the was a sizing chart, wasn't Yeah, it? we got distracted by photos. We'll come back to that. Okay, alteration prices. Alteration priceless. Oh man, this is so thorough. This is really real. You put work into this. Hey, Danny, uh, I've got some trousers, and I want the uh, I want the, I want the flatten out the hips. How much would that cost me? Uh twenty dollars. Oh, interesting. Well, what about this shirt? You see, I wanted I want to put a tape here through my sleeves. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, I want to taper through the sleeves. I know what that means. I want to taper less. through sleeves. I want to tape the sleeves. I want to taper them. Through. I don't know what that means. I know what a taper is. I don't know what taper through sleeves means. I want to taper but, through the sleeves. Uh, you know what? I'll charge I want to you fifteen dollars for it. change the taper of the sleeves. What's the taper of sleeves? Yeah, how sleeves taper. No, you know, what? Like they start like the how they of get narrow. Shoulder? Yeah, yeah, like how taper. Okay. How much does that cost me? Fifteen dollars, okay, I cool. guess. What if I want to make some short sleeves? Look, <laughs> can you just cut my sleeves? I don't know what that means. Take but my you long know what? Shirt, I'm gonna hazard a guess here, and I'll charge you ten dollars for that guess. Oh, I would have said eight dollars for oh. make short sleeves. What? I don't want you to shorten oh, my sleeves. Sorry. I want you to make short sleeves. Well, you know what? <laughs> I want you to take my vest and turn it into a shirt, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, here's a These jacket. These are actually really reasonable prices. I should charge more. I've got um, a jacket. Could you lengthen the sleeves for me? Definitely not. What about shortening the coat? Whoa, whoa. What is the miscellaneous add darts? What Could is you that? add what some darts, darts so when somebody attacks me on the streets, I can throw the darts at them? My weak points are all being exposed here. We just solved this murder about hairdressing. We're now trapped in clothes. I, I don't know what this means, but okay. Great. That's now, actually, that's really generous. They in, do little repairs for no charge. In my understanding, you could think of a jacket as like a big pocket 
that holds a human body. Just, you know, like, it's a, it's a pocket. Not well. It's, it's got a, a big hole in torso, the bottom. Right? You know, pockets all need to have holes. Otherwise, you can't reach into the pocket. Yeah, not at the right? bottom. So, on that basis, could you repair my entire jacket for no charge? Because it says here that you repair pockets for no oh. charge. And really, all of the holes in a jacket are just split seams. Yeah. What is the Earth but one large pocket holding all? What is the Earth one? Could you fix global warming for no charge? (laughs) Um, I feel like you would really fit in as a customer at this establishment, like with that (laughs) approach to speaking to the tailor in this manner. I had a guy come when I was working in the toy section of uh, a David Jones big department store in Australia. I had a guy come in who only wanted curved railway pieces for a Thomas the Tank Engine set. There wasn't any, he couldn't buy individual curved pieces that he wanted. So what he did was he bought like a $120 big set that included curved pieces, took all the curved pieces out, and then tried to convince us that he should be able to return the rest of the set for like, you know, 60% of the cost of the set because he only took out about 40% of the of the contents that he wants. And he wanted to return all the straight bits and the and the trains and the other stuff for... 60% of the, of the that cost. That must be really frustrating to only want a specific thing that you can't get on its own. And he knew that he wasn't going to be able to do that? Like, he was laughing the whole time, but he did continually try to get that refund mm. for, like, 30 minutes. Mm. Just laughing. Like, he, he knew he wouldn't get it, but he, he kept trying. And I just like, I don't know what to do here. Go away. Oh, man. <laughs> he bought it. Please leave. Or give the whole thing back. Oh, no, but I used to one of the curved pieces. David Jones had a really lenient return policy. Yeah. He could have just brought him back and said, yeah, I think it was missing a few pieces. I don't really like that. Yeah, if he'd just gone home for 20 minutes and come oh, back. Oh, this was in one trip. Was, he was there. He bought it, then tried to return it straight away. I was like, I'm not doing this. Okay. Um, so should we press a jacket? Yeah, okay. Let's see if we know how to do that. So you walk over to the the steam press. You know how to use one because you can use one at your store. It's a large contraption with an attached handheld iron for pressing clothes. You imagine it gets pretty warm in this room with it on, but you notice it isn't really warm at all because it's off. So you go to switch the press on, but the lever that turns it on is held in the off position by a chain with a lock on it. The lock isn't like anything you've ever seen before. It has five wheels that turn so that one facet is displayed on each of them at a time, which is pretty normal. Um, You've seen number and letter (laughs) locks like this, but this one has different colors and each facet is a different color. Yes. So the options for each one are red, blue, white, black, green, and yellow. Uh, yes, yeah, so I you said the color thing. It was the weirdest. Like, it's this lock, the type of which you've never seen before. Five things that spin, but you can only see one thing displayed at a time as it spins, as if you have selected a single option from that spinning cylinder. Oh, strange. Then you see a keyhole, the likes you've never seen before. Inside, it goes deeper and deeper, and there are these strange little things that you lift up to different heights, and as you lift them to different heights, the thing that turns, or maybe tumbles, yes, a tumbler in the middle of the lock will turn, but only if they're at the right heights. All right, so we have colors. Uh- <laughs> I did not uh, test that exact wording on anybody, so maybe I should redo it so it makes no, no, more it's sense. No, fine. It's okay. just, just like I know we do. Yeah, it's just like a like a like a number lock. I get it. 
like a combo lock. I was trying um, to like make, I was lulling you into like a false sense of like, no, no, I've definitely seen this. I got this. No, you've been slapped. It's colors. What do you even do color. with that? Um, I'll tell you what you do. You put in red, black, white, yellow, yellow. Done. Does it open? It does not open. And you, ah. you are a little disappointed. Have we seen a color sequence anywhere? I mean, uh, we sort I of haven't... made a color sequence in terms of the clothing stuff, but yeah, I don't think that's going to Yeah, but I haven't really noticed. Uh, um, well, there was too much pink and gray for that. Uh, no, I reckon we should keep taking a look at the other stuff. Yep, that sounds fair. Would you like to go to the lockers or the sewing machine area or the clothes? Uh, again, the lockers probably will be a quick dead end. So, right, let's yeah, go let's the go to the lockers. So the locker bank consists of two rows, one stacked on top of the other, of four lockers each. Okay, and are these uh, labeled with, like, names? You know, that would be super convenient, um, but they mm-hmm. are, in fact, not. Um, they are not numbered either. They do, however, each have a picture of an animal on them. Oh. oh what are the animals? From left to right, on the top row, we have a donkey. Donkey? Uh, a kangaroo. Right. A cat. And a turkey. That's a very good kangaroo, I'd like to say. Thank you. That's like a that's a phenomenal kangaroo. A quick kangaroo? That's great. Is the last one a turkey? Yeah, how do you make a turkey not a chicken? You give it a big old tail that goes like whoo. Oh, they do have giant tails, yeah, don't they? Go they go like whoo. They also have bad attitudes. That's true. Chickens are largely chill. Okay, and on the lower level? Sorry. We have a wolverine. Uh the next one's a goat. And then a fox. She said that with a sense of finality I don't like. Yeah. And then a duck. Okay. Oh, good. I'm afraid you're bracing yourself that one of the animals would be a red herring. Mm. <laughs> also, not the first time this season. So what I'm assuming from this, Danny, is we're going to have to move these lockers from one side of this room to the other, but we can't move mm-hmm. the fox uh, locker and the duck locker at the same time because the fox will eat the duck and they'll all eat the goat if they're left with the goat, and the wolverine can't move at the same time as the cat. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we have eight animals. Now, I'm assuming that these eight lockers represent the eight employees. Oh, my God, my wolverine was actually really spot on. Oh, good work. You see my wolverine? Yeah. Yeah. That was really spot on. How about that? If we go back to those uh, employees, do you see the word, oh, is, does Gaspard mean duck? Drake? Does that mean... <laughs> oh, Drake, Drake is duck. Jenny uh, is a donkey. Oh, Billy my is God. A goat. Tom is a cat. Oh, my God. Angelina Ballerina is a mouse. Um, okay, so they do match. So we can match these people up to That's the animals. That's amazing. All right, so... Okay. So hold on. Uh, donkey is first. That's a Jenny. Jenny, yep. Jenny Re is a donkey. Okay, uh, the kangaroo, Joey. Joey Yuen. Yep. The cat Cat, could be Tom. Tom Gaspard, Tom Cat. Makes sense to me. Turkey. Turkey. No idea. I don't know enough about turkeys. So let's leave the turkey for now. Yep, sounds good. Wolverine. Wolverine could be a kit for some reason, but let's... let's... That's a fox. Kit is a fox, isn't it? Uh, Goat, Billy. Billy is the goat, yep. The fox is, is, is Kit Simmons. I think so. The duck is Drake Nichols. Mm-hmm. So we're left with what? The turkey and the wolverine, unlabeled. And okay. we have Angeline. Wolverine Angeline. And what else do we have? And We've only got seven people. Molly now. Petrovic. Oh, Molly. What's a Molly? Ooh. 
So maybe we need to Google Molly Petrovic. What's a baby turkey called? Is a turkey a Molly? I have no idea. Um, well, Billy just uh, uh, Googled it, and he found a lot of recipes. Yeah, we go to Molly Malone's Irish Tavern. I guess they serve turkey. I have no idea. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole thing. You solved it. That's where the next step is. Let's go. Yeah, so I can't figure out which one of these is which. <laughs> okay, well, let's pause. Maybe we don't need those two. No, we need those two. Now, we saw the pictures of the animals on them. How did these lockers open? That is a great question. So they uh, have a little keypad that are built into each of them. And based on the number of blank spaces and the tiny screen above it, uh, it looks like they take 10 digits each. You'll want to be very careful about making sure you have the right combination. There's a sign next to the lockers that says, due to a recent increase in thefts, three wrong attempts will automatically alert the police. You're not exactly supposed to be here unattended, so this should probably be avoided. Cool. Hmm. I will say, some of the... (laughs) Full names of the people mm-hmm. do not have ten di- ten letters. Right? As in too many, or they have too few, right? Well, sure. So like Joey Yuan could never fill ten. Even if you like go the first ten letters of a name, we couldn't fill it. No, no, that that's with... that's cool. That's cool. So there's something else. Same with their positions. Like Taylor couldn't fit in. Sure, sure. You know. It also said digits. So oh, they are digits. Oh, could it be the number of hours they work in a week? Because we uh, can probably, figure out the number of hours they work. They probably in a week. won't get up to ten digits. I that's hope. true. That is true. All right. Well, that was all very useful information, and I felt very cool about it. And then I don't quite know what but to do with it just yet. Yeah. Okay. Let's Should keep we looking look at around. the other stuff first. Yeah. Let's keep doing other stuff. Okay. What do you want to go to? The rack? Might as well go to the clothes rack. Let's go to the rolling clothes rack. So you see multiple clothing racks full of alteration orders. Some of them must be completed as they appear to be nicely pressed, and others must be orders that still need work as these have chalk marks and pins on them. So what the finished and unfinished garments have in common is the presence of an alteration card looped on their hangers. This is where the information is for what work needs to be done and when the completed work is promised to the customer. The tailor must be really busy because the clothes are packed in here like sardines. You'd really have to know where to look for something or else you'd never find it, but you assume she has a system figured out. All right, take that as a hint and I will stop looking. Uh, Let's go to the tailor's bench. Mm Mm-hmm. So you go over to her work area. Um, Let it be known, I've never been able to use a sewing machine very well. Actually, you know what? I can use them. I can't load them up. I can't put string into them. I hope you all know that at home now. That is really hard. Good. Because we were expected to do it when we were 12, and I was not so good at it. (laughs) Uh, So there's... I've noticed an error. Okay, so her sewing what? machine is... All right, know, I fixed so, it. end fixed the show. It Go home, get out of here. It's over. I'm fired. <laughs> can't I'm deal with canceled. this sort of unprofessionalism. Cancel culture gone too far. Okay. All right, so, <laughs> There's a her sewing machine. It's off. It all seems normal. All her supplies is there. She's very tidy, you, you notice. So there's also a note on the table. That's the only thing that's left out. Um, she put everything else away. And the note says... No, you want to read the note. It's addressed to Kit. (gasps) And it says, I am but a humble tailor. And by (laughs) humble, I mean that this store would fall apart without me. I know you never want to tell a customer no, but if I've told you this once, I've told you this a million times. We cannot alter and press clothing for a customer if the clothing isn't clean. It's not that hard to tell them that they need to get their garments dry cleaned before they bring them in, rather than all this back and forth that has to happen every time. 
Just explain to the customer that if they bring in clothes with stains or other stuff on them and those clothes are pressed, they will be pressed in there forever. And then whose fault is it? Mine. Besides, having to work on dirty clothes like that isn't fair to me. It happened again this week with one of your customers, the gentleman who brought his pants in four days ago. There are stains all over them. You think giving customers whatever they ask for is good for the store, but it's not. You have got to think about how much money we're losing from this. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Since you refuse to take this seriously, I won't be pressing anything until you sort it out. And if you think any of your minions will do it, I've locked the press up, so don't get any ideas. Let me know when you're ready to step up and be a leader. And it's signed, Jenny. Wow. All right, what a humble tailor. Okay, so that had some stuff in it. We got some pants that have a secret code pressed into them. <laughs> um, all I wrote down, that that was so detailed. I'm really worried that I missed something super important in the wording of that. And I may have because all I wrote down was, Kit, dry clean the clothes, dirty press gross pants. Yep, dirty press gross pants. That's all you need to know. An old man came in and, and pressed some pants earlier, so we'll find those mm-hmm. in the press kit. Mm. It's been locked. We didn't. I don't think we found a hint on how that lock would open, but we now know why it's locked. Do we keep looking around this area or do we go and look for those pants on the on the rack? I think very quickly I would like to go back and check out that sizing chart that we never checked just because that's eating <laughs> me up inside. Okay, we leave the workshop. We cross through the hallway out onto the sales floor, go all the way over to that rental desk and we have a look at the sizing chart that was written on the, it was on the desk. Hmm. So jackets have size availability. We have different lengths, 36, 38, etc. And, and then... Short, regular, or rather, long. we had the length of short, X's regular, and a long, few and then the, the, I guess the. You can't have <laughs> a short width. jacket with a fifty-two inch length. Yeah, I, w- I don't want to say waist. I guess chest. Yeah, it's chest. Cool, cool. So you're um, right. There are three jackets that seem to be unavailable. Mm. Uh, although X also feels unavailable, so maybe there's none. Um, <laughs> then, okay. then we have shirts. We have letter to numeric conversion. Great. So extra small is. 14 and 32 33rds. Yep. That would be um, <laughs> so neck size in inches and, yeah, and then, sleeve length in inches. Gotcha. Yeah. I like mine better. Um, and then shoe size, US to Australian. Love it. That feels... Yep, 7 to 6, 8 to 7. Uh, to, to, eight, to the best of my knowledge, that's real. Ooh, does it keep going? Uh, oh, uh, oh yes. just a little You're bit longer. Really. <laughs> okay. 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 Great. Uh, I... Don't know what to do with that just yet either. No, but we and have one. now I'm getting worried. Yeah, now I don't know what to do. Oh, okay, no. so going back, in the workshop, we have the press, which we cannot open because we need the colours, which yes. we don't really know how to get yet. Was it just the colours or were there numbers on it as well? No, just the colours. Just the colours? Okay. Uh, on the lockers, they each lock by a 10-digit number, which yeah. is... Oh, is there a number on our on our uh, key card? Uh, no, it's just a magnetic... Ah, I was hoping had like a barcode that was Billy's 10-digit code. <laughs> We've got the clothing rack, which we get, that's an option that we have. Could we go to the, to the okay. rolling clothing rack and look for a finished order that is a pair of pants covered in stains? Is that enough, is that enough information to, to source that, or do we need like a, a number? So as you start to like look through the orders, um, you realise... It, there's too many of them to like figure out what okay. each one is, um, but you you can see that they are organized in order of of promise date. So the day yeah. that the customer is able to come pick them up, there. Okay. Was there anything in that notes? Yes. Uh, 
It happened again this week with one of your customers, the gentleman who brought his pants in four days ago. Will that allow us to be, if we know that it's 10 days afterwards, so we're looking for something in six days, can we look for what's been promised for delivery or promised alteration in six days? What day is that? Well, today is the first of... No, we don't know that. We just know that... I'm going to say that that thing is set up for 10 days. Okay. So I reckon today is the 1st of June, so we're looking for the 7th of June. Does that make sense? So you look in the section of the rack that's promised for the 7th of June, and you find a single pair of pants that haven't been completed yet. They have stains all over them. So Mm. without touching the stains, because that's disgusting, you lie them down on the table and take a look while trying not to think too hard about what the stains are or how they got there. Mm -hmm. The slacks are tan, so the stains are very obvious, and you can't imagine how someone could even pretend to have missed them. There are grass stains on the bottom, like the hem of the pant legs. And someone must have had an office mishap since there's what looks like an ink stain on the waistband and something that has the texture of liquid whiteout on one of the pockets. There is something red smeared on the hip of the pants, and you really don't want to investigate it further in case it's a biohazard. (laughs) This poor person also must have sat in something since there's a blue stain on the seat. Oh, no. That's pretty bad. So we now have five colors. We have colors and we have a sequence. Yes. So we can go from the top of the pants down. Okay. I believe it is black right on the... the, um... All right, waist is higher than hips, isn't it? Yes. Yep, that makes so sense. So black on the waist. Are the pockets... I don't know how to compare with pockets to hips. I think pockets are... Like, they're kind of... They go... Lower? Pockets can go pretty low. Uh, well, but then, like, if it's on... Like so I don't po- know. My if pocket I'm... right now is distinctly my leg. If I look at the height of the white pocket stain compared to the red hip stain, which is higher, what is closer to the waistline? Sorry. Uh, yeah. the, the white stain, probably. Okay. What? So I reckon we've got black, white... Red, blue, green, going from the top down. Yeah. Can we use those as the passive-aggressive lock combination on the uh, industrial press? Seriously, though, Billy, look where my hands are right now, in my pockets. Yeah, but but, 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 but if you put a stain on the pockets, huh? it could be, like, here, right at the top of the pocket. Is this my hip? Is this my hip? Your hips. Ow, that's my hip crease. There. <laughs> Your face is here. What's a hip bone? Where's a hip bone? Where's the waist? My waist is like up here. I don't wear pants <laughs> that high. Uh, yeah. So can we okay. can we put in that combo? Black, white, red, blue, green. So you're pretty sure you're on the right track with what colors to put in, uh, and they definitely are the pants that we were referred to in the note. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe the order's wrong. There must mm-hmm. be another okay. way they go. Then I think the other order might be on a, on a, on trousers. We have different costs of alterations. For the waist, the seat, the crotch, the uh-huh, waist so seat they crotch. What's going to be cheapest or something? etc. So maybe it's by value. Is there anything in the note that might reference this a little? Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Yeah, how much money? You've got to think about and it's getting how worse much and money worse. we're losing from this. It keeps Ooh. getting worse and worse. So we want to go from least to most money. That, now, that means the pocket like starts because the pockets are free. So repairing a pocket, no charge. So it's white. These are alteration prices. Get out of here. This is an alterator. This is the alterator. All right. You think there's something else that we should look at price-wise? I don't no, think so. that's fair. Then we have... Um, 
maybe the, the, hem, uh, the waist the is 12. The hem? The hem is 10. Wasn't that the grass? Okay, yep. So the hem, which would be green. Then we're looking at, I think, the waist, which was red. Yeah, the waist was... Oh, no, sorry. I the hips were red. You're I right. The waist was black. black. I apologize. Then next would be the seat, which was uh, blue at $15. <laughs> then the hips at 20 So can we put into the combination lock? White, green, black, blue, red. The lock opens and oh. you are able to switch <laughs> wow. on the press. I love that. It heats up fairly quickly. We press our jacket. So you press. Wait, was the... it clean? Who cares? Let's stain it up, baby. You press the very wrinkled jacket, and when you do, something kind of weird happens. At first, you think you've water stained it by mistake because something appears on the sleeve. But no, it's definitely distinctly numbers. Oh no, there must have been a tag or something inside the jacket <laughs> sleeve for some reason because it bled through when you applied heat. At least you have a price now, one seventy four ninety nine. Nice. All right. We run back. We gotta we gotta speed up the pace here, Danny. Yeah. We okay. rush. We rush back to the to the to the old timey cash register and and into our typewriter we put was it one seventy nine ninety nine? No, one seventy four ninety nine. Oh, one seventy four ninety nine. Ah. You type in one seventy four ninety nine for refund and you're in. The cash register drawer springs open and you can finally see what's on the computer screen. And what is it? Money? Uh, it's, well, disappointing, to say the least. Nothing scandalous <laughs> at all. The only program on here is the point of sale system, and everything there looks totally normal. Hmm. Uh, well, I guess we go home. Yeah, this place is clean. Yep, they're fine. Um, what do we do with a point, what, a point of sale program? We scan is a that, shoe. Yeah, you, that's where you just actually buy stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Mm. We start scanning shoes. Where are you um, getting shoes? The shoe area. But those are just, just display. Them. They don't have tags on them. Ah, oh, dang. Oh. Is there anything else back here? Any stored Oh, there's items? the drawer that opened. Oh, yeah. What's in the drawer? Yeah, so Wait, there's no cash in it, actually. Okay. Um, but there is a folded up note. It's an order form, and it has Kit's name written at the top under customer. The sizes for the garments read as follows. Jacket, 42. Pants, 36. Shirt, medium. That's interesting. You're pretty good at your job, and you can eyeball sizes pretty well. You've also spent all day with Kit, and there's absolutely no way that those are his sizes. <laughs> okay, now Kit is the evil manager. Mm-hmm. And we have a sizing chart that matches. So, for example, if the jacket's 42, that's 42. We don't have a short, regular, long, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the pants are 36, that's okay. But what we do now have interesting is we can turn aha uh-huh, we can turn the medium sized shirt into a series of six numbers mm-hmm. that gives us a series of 10 numbers oh that's interesting right because the medium is 16 34 35 on that sizing chart so maybe that's our solution to kit's 10 digit code just in that order you reckon i reckon yeah i mean we might as well try that first and then if that's rebuffed we can see if there's extra elements we're missing okay that seems fair so why don't we go back to kit's locker which was the fox yep we look at fox locker go to fox locks and we put in 42361634355 you hear a click as the locker <laughs> pops open <laughs> awesome <laughs> 
It could have been a click as a silent alarm is triggered. You don't know. No, I you know. I know the sound too of a early. click. I know how clicks work. You scrounge around for a bit and manage to produce a metal key on a lanyard. This must be the store key Kit mentioned earlier. You don't find much else as all the other stuff in the locker is a bunch of loose papers that were maybe important, but you can't really tell because they have coffee spilled all over them. And not just coffee, but coffee that someone definitely put cream or milk in, so it has that curdled dairy odor and texture, (laughs) so you don't want to look much longer. Uh, You do also find, though, a sales sign for a Tuesday deal of the day. It reads... Hashtag shoes day Tuesday, shoes half off. Kind of weird to just be in the locker. Kit has stuck a post-it note on the sign. It reads, note to self, remember to find a different sign for tomorrow so this one doesn't get put out. Ah, so we need, um, uh, what's a shoe word that rises? Weds, wends, uh, uh, oh no, I don't know. Watch Doc Martin at 7.30 Wednesdays Wednesday. by Doc Martin's here on the same Wednesday. Shoes. I mean, should we, I mean, we, there was just a blank shoe sign. Should we just put this one out temporarily just to, just to mess with his brain? Yes, let's put this one out okay. temporarily just to mess with his brain. You put it out temporarily just to mess with his brain. Wow, looks incredible. Nice. Just to clarify, does it mean today is Tuesday and Rory wrap this one up, or does it mean that tomorrow is Tuesday and he just really wants a different sign? No, I think today's Tuesday because the other sign said it's Tuesday. Yeah. The clothes deal of the day sign was said it's Tuesday, clothes day, Mm. buy these clothes. True. Could have been set up for tomorrow, I suppose. It could have been, I suppose. That is true. It is the end of the day. Okay, so what's left? We've got this store key. Do you just want to walk out to the car park? That yeah, seems was there a reason we needed the store key? Were we locked inside? Uh, you we well, you need to lock up when you leave. Mm. Um, they know yeah. you're here, and if you lock, if you leave it unlocked, and something mm. happens, like you're in trouble. That was why. Yeah, cool. Okay. What do we need? Shoes day Tuesday for? Yeah, what is this shoe puzzle? Can we go to the Half to the shoe? A lot of things. You, wasn't there an area where there was like a collection of sale signs? Yeah, there's a big pile of of different deal of the day signs for every day. Are we? there any that reference Wednesday and shoes? Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. There must not be a sale on shoes on Wednesdays. Okay. You don't find anything. Oh, what exactly did that post-it note say again? Uh, it said, "Remember to find a different sign for tomorrow, so this one doesn't get put out." So this one doesn't get put out. Yeah, okay, so that does sound like tomorrow is Tuesday it and all does this was a prepping to for me. Tuesday. That they pre-prepped their signs for tomorrow. Yeah. So is there a Tuesday true sign in that part? Yeah, there are other ones that are not as embarrassing as this one. There aren't any others, and you guess that's why Kit didn't put it out before he left. He probably couldn't find one, so he just said, eh, whatever, and left. Hmm. Is he? Does he want? Does he not want there to be a shoe sale? Could Is be. that his idea? Why would he not want there to be a shoe sale? Is there something secret in the shoes? Could mean that he gets to take half the price himself. Because the computers think that it only costs half price, but he can say that they're full price. Is that is that it? I mean, that makes sense to me. If I That's what I'd do if I ever worked that's retail. How he's, that's how he's an evil manager? He's skimming off the top? I mean, that seems like pretty standard manager practice if you're a bad manager. Okay. does that? But that, that's not enough evidence to bring him down, is it? Oh, goodness, no. What do we need to do? We have that point of sale thing now. Yeah. What happens if we... 
We don't have any shoes to scan. Do we know where the shoes are stored? Have we seen any stored shoes? Uh, there's a storage room in the store, but you can't access it. Um, only the store Not even without a fancy store key? No, it takes, like, the master key. Hmm. You do not have the master key. This is just a spare store key. So what is our goal right now? We need to find a shoe to prove that it scans wrong? It'd be nice to scan something. But we don't have any shoes to scan. Okay, so what haven't we dealt with yet? We've dealt with at least one of the lockers, which seemed important. Anything missing on the bulletin board that we haven't looked at? <laughs> Actually, yes. There's ah, a list of employee rules that you did not look at. Rules! All right, what are the employee rules? All right, so I will read them to you. Shoes. You look at the rules list. It isn't so much a list of rules as it is someone's personal 95 feces of meaningless sales-related <laughs> adages and passive-aggressive helpful reminders. Don't worry, there aren't actually 95 of them. Some of them make sense and some are kind of specific and weird. Hey, formalware fam. It's come to my attention that not everyone is being a team player. Going forward, these are the rules you need to remember if you want to keep killing it on the sales floor. Number one, the best defense to shoplifting is great customer service. <laughs> yeah. Number two, your key card should be kept on you at all times. You're responsible for it. Oops. Three, the time to upsell is always. <laughs> Four, you can find success in the moments you least expect. <laughs> four, our clothing expertise is why the customers trust us. Was that a second four? I said what I said. <laughs> no! Five, later is code for never. Don't let customers walk away without having made a sale. <sighs> Seven, good managers always no. have their teammates back. <laughs> And six, when processing damaged <laughs> items, write down all the information you have. Oh, no. It's signed Kit. Was that one, two, three, four, four, five, seven, six? Yep. That's what I heard. Okay. What do we do with that? Was that there's a secretly an acrostic with, with two fours in it? Maybe. Or the first letters of each of those <laughs> rules. Well, you, you can look at them if you would like. Please. Oh, that would be great. Okay, so is there anything about these that's like acrostic-y or interesting? Like... Or, or do we do oh, like yeah. the word, like the key? Yep. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. brilliant. That's what I was just finding. So like rule number one, look at the first word in it. And yep. that's the. Good start. Good, strong start. Rule number two. The, your key. So the second word Excellent is Excellent start. Excellent continuation. Good. Con con uh, the number three, the third Nine, word is two. Two. Love it. So if we follow the same, if this same process, we get hmm. the key to success, success. Oh no, this is just another rule. Is never back down. Down. Oh, that's another rule. <sighs> key to success is never back down. So what does that mean? Um, well, if it's never back down, it must be front up. Okay, we always front up. The key to success is front up. Done. <laughs> And we leave. We've solved the room. What do we do with this? I think the only things we have left to deal with are these clothes and shoes area. And we have this new sign that says, shoes day, Tuesday, shoes half off, that, he, <laughs> that, that, that Kit doesn't want to put out. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be the way that Kit is being a bad manager, mm -hmm. skimming money off the, off, off the, off, from the store, right? Mm -hmm. But taking away the signs that say this is half off, and then when they scan up to having something that'll be like, ha-ha, give the money to Kit, please. Yeah. Um, Precisely. 
We now know that the key to success is never back down. Do we need something re-explained? Have we missed something in an explanation that would make this make sense to us? I I don't think so. You've you've got the sign. It's up there. It looks beautiful. I'd say you might even be thinking too hard about it. All right, we leave. We're done. <laughs> you leave unsatisfied, um, and you, you oh, can no, never okay. quite get the regret out of your heart. <laughs> we take off half the shoes. You remove half the shoes, uh, and it's kind of weird. Oh. So all the shoes must have been weighing the shelves down oh because that section of the wall rises up a few feet to reveal oh. a built-in safe. All right, what? and now we put in the code never back down. So you can you can look at the safe. Um, it has a keypad <laughs> with four directional arrows marked back, forward, up, and down. Do we go back down? And then no, never, we never, never back down. down. All right, so we do everything right. other than back and down? Never back. We go forward up, forward up, forward up, forward up, forward up. You Seems enter curious. forward up, and the safe door swings open. Ah! <laughs> it is up. full of folders of paper and bow ties. <laughs> <laughs> you reach in and grab one of the file folders and open it up. You skim the documents, realizing that you're holding definitive stacks of proof <gasps> that Kit, the store manager, has been involved in a nefarious international bow tie trafficking ring. Oh. You are so shocked at this revelation that you don't hear someone approach until. Well done. I see you found the documents. Now hand those over, says a voice. It's... Ellipses for dramatic effect. The regional manager. The higher up who sent you here in the first place. What? Once these are destroyed, then no one will be able to tie our company <laughs> to this. Thanks for finding them for us. He reaches his arm to grab the evidence from you, but you're too quick. You shout, I'll never let you get away with this, and pull your arm back, and he stumbles forward, sliding several feet across the carpet. You can feel the rug burn in your knees just looking at him. <laughs> you clutch the documents to your chest and start to make a panicked run for the door. You think you can make it before he has time to get up, when all of the lights in the store turn on suddenly, temporarily blinding you. That's enough, booms a voice. And several other people enter through the front door. Some you recognize from the company and others you don't recognize at all. They are wearing suits, which isn't weird because this is a suit store. <laughs> but they're also carrying briefcases, which is weird because this is 2021 and briefcases <laughs> seem like a thing of the past. You narrow your eyes. Would someone care to tell me what is going on? The most serious looking of the strangers steps forward. You've just uncovered evidence of a massive conspiracy, but we needed to make sure you could be trusted, that you wouldn't just turn the evidence over to anyone. <laughs> the regional manager nods solemnly. It pained me to pretend to be evil, even if only temporarily. He looks genuinely ashamed of himself. It is Slugworth. Okay. Please the don't give me the everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> he looks genuinely ashamed of himself. The stranger begins speaking again. Well, I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. You did great work, kid. Forget a store management position in this company. We'd like you to join forces with our secret international crime-fighting division. <laughs> he reaches his hand out for a handshake. You consider this momentarily, 
What you just did was kind of fun in a twisted way, even the parts that were stressful, and it beat having to deal with some of the less than pleasant customers you've seen in your time. It definitely beat having to work with someone like Kit. But despite feeling like your potential is underutilized, at the end of the day, you like your job. I appreciate the offer, you say, but I don't think I'm ready to be James Bond just yet. I wouldn't mind styling his outfits, though. The end. Yay! (laughs) And then you hear from behind you. (laughs) I wanted you to be store manager, but I needed you to pass the test. (laughs) These are not from an international crime ring. They were just, I'm so sorry, I had to pretend to be from an international crime fighting ring. I felt so bad about it. It's just me, a salesperson. (laughs) I want to add that in so badly. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right.